Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about starting a podcast from scratch. Yeah, so today is an episode all about what we would do differently and some pointers for anyone out there that wants to start a podcast. It's definitely something that's become far more common over the last three years, but a lot of people start podcasts and I think the statistics are like something ridiculous, like 80% um, don't go beyond five episodes. And there's a big reason for that. Um, And obviously it's going to be about consistency and sustainability. But today we really want to go in just to some of the things that we would have done differently and some pointers and just some lessons that we've learned over the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know what? I actually don't know if I've told you this, Sherelle, or and everyone else listening. <laughs> um, this is my second podcast that I've started. You oh, know. I didn't know that. I okay. started You're one. cheating on me? No. Well, no, I'm cheating on the other person technically because you're the know. one that I've stuck with. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't a crossover. Um, yeah, I started one, I think it was maybe five years ago with someone mm. from um, work, one of the gyms that I worked at. And it was fine. It was fun. But then just for our own reasons, we just went different ways. So nothing bad happened. It mm. was just a lack in consistency. We both changed priorities a lot. Um, I think we got maybe five episodes out. Yes, that's the data. Yeah, the data. And so it's totally true. But it's been awesome to now today, upon reflection, we realized that we've nearly hit the three-year mark. So this is episode 153. 156 will be three years. That's nuts. And, guys, we've never had a break. Like a lot of podcasts, they like rain, (laughs) hail, shine, COVID, Christmas, Easter. We've never had a break (laughs) from recording the podcast because a lot of people do seasons Um, for that reason. They might go season one, you know, season two, and they have breaks um, for several reasons. But, yeah, I I guess we just never knew, right? We were like, oh, people have breaks. Why? I thought you just have to do something and stick to it and do it forever. Forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's no stop. Six-year-old level up, Sherelle and Danny. <laughs> level up in the retirement home. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, Danny, like in hindsight with your previous podcast, what do you think the biggest barrier was for continuing on with it? Like I know you said you had a change of direction, but is there anything else that comes to mind? I mean, the topics, like it was called Real World Health and Fitness, so same sort of vibe, mm. um, but it was with a male that worked there. We're on, we ended up being just on different wavelengths, like it's still awesome, you know, we have a great working relationship, but um, I think the actual logistics of catching up every week, doing doing the stuff that you have yeah. to do with it, it just became, it wasn't... I don't know, it just became a little bit hard to commit mm. to that every week. There wasn't sort of one reason why. It was just like things were fast moving um, and just lots of changes happened in one time to the point where recording the podcast was hard. We didn't know about Zoom or online yeah. wasn't as prevalent. Like it was there, but it was like you had to be there face to face. You had to, and then the travel got a bit marched. So all of those barriers added up and we just decided to call it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think even for us, like we started doing in person, which we'll chat a little bit about later on, but we started recording the podcast in person and then, you know, natural life events happened, COVID happened, everything went online. We had to adapt. Um, otherwise it would have stopped. And we did have a conversation. We got to a conversation and we were like, um, what didn't we, Danny? We we're like, we have to make a call here. Like, mm. are we going to continue or are we going to have a break? And I, I know if we had a break, we wouldn't have continued because, like you said, life would have happened. No, I nearly died. <laughs> um, but like here we are uh, three We're years here. later and, you know, I think we might um, just even start off like our expectation getting into podcast, yep. podcasting. Um, I don't know if I have one now that I really reflect on it. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons as to why we have probably been successful in staying consistent is because there was no expectation for it to be amazing or perfect. I didn't know if anyone would listen, you know, if anyone would care. Um, but I don't feel like I had an expectation of the outcome. But in terms of the production, I feel like I did have a, a way that I thought it should look similar to what you said, like recording in person, um, you know, setting everything up nice, making it look really good, like having those uh, production expectations were definitely there, but it's mm. not the reality of, I guess, what we're doing now, most definitely. Yeah, we went in very naive. I mean, we'd listened to podcasts before. We had known that podcasting was up and coming and an easy way to get a lot of information out to people, which mm. we loved. And then I'm glad we didn't overanalyze it. Like our first note sheet was quite extensive, but that was sort of my personality. We printed it out, remember? We printed it out. Literally. It was just <laughs> there. But there was a table on it, I remember, as well. We really... um yeah, but then, like, the expectation of the outcome wasn't there. So we, mm. we tried our hardest. We had the fancy lighting that I ended up smashing on the ground and having to, like, sweep up before you arrived. And we had a microphone that was, like, setting up an aeroplane cockpit. There was just so many buttons and everything. But then... um it was so nice to And then say, it didn't even record for the first episode. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> then the first episode didn't even record. Like, yeah, yeah, we really went hard with the setup, but it was mm. just so nice and it still is so nice that we don't um, sit there analysing the data really crazily saying how many people listen, you know, did we make a mistake here, all of that. We don't have that. It's like, cool. Mm. This is what we spoke about, zero expectation on the outcome. And that has allowed us to not have that built-up pressure on ourselves that often stop people from starting or stop people from continuing. They do their own head in about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, there there usually is a lot of pressures when I hear new people getting into the podcasting space about that. Like I might get people ask me questions and they'll go, what sort of lighting do you use or what do you do for this or what program like Zoom? Like it's sort of pretty basic of what we do. It's not rocket science. Um, it's usually just starting that a lot of people have friction with. And just the other thing I wanted to touch on, um, I guess, right from the start, when I was initially thinking about podcasting, I, I said to Luke, I said, I'm going to start podcasting because for the love of God, don't. <laughs> it was like, oh, I think I just talk so much already, right? He probably just had enough of me. And, you know, I'm just good at adding things to my plate all the time. This, I was still working at the hospital. Like, True. You know, we hadn't competed yet. But, hey. Yeah, we hadn't We mm. hadn't done the show. I was like, I think I was like six weeks out. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And he's oh like, my God. oh, okay. Um, and then I was like, I'm, he's like, you're going to do it on your own. And I was like, yeah, why not? And then I was like, and then the more I was talking, he's like, oh, God, I just, I don't know, the nicest way possible. And I'm like, 
I'm going to ask Danny. I was like, Danny will do it with me. Um, so I remember I called you and I was talking to you in the car about it. And yes. uh, that's how we sort of we sort of come together. I went upstairs. I was like, me and Danny are going to do a podcast. And then we both decided in the car we'd do it after we competed because I was yeah, like, that's well, right. we've got a lot going on. We should probably just focus on this and then pick it up um, after. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that we made that decision, but I'm also super glad that we went into the partnership together because obviously you can do a podcast solo um, or you can do it in partnership. And there's pros and cons for both as well. It's really going to depend on your situation, what you're doing it for and why you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Big reason. And I guess our reasoning for doing it might be a little different as to why other people want to do it. So the first point that we wanted to start with, which bleeds in perfectly with that question itself, is start with why. I feel like I'm just reciting some some The book. Yeah, the book, start with why. Um, But that really is the core reason as to when we embark on any new project, uh, business, endeavor, practice, we should know why we're doing what we're doing. Because if we don't have like a why or if we don't know why we're actually putting the effort, energy, time, money, resources into this. When things get hard, you're going to jump ship and you're not Mm. going to stay consistent with it. So asking yourself, why do I want to start a podcast? And I I don't know if I did this, to be honest, guys. So this is like hindsight wisdom, right? So asking yourself, why do I actually want to start a podcast? Like, what am I trying to get out of it? That's going to help you answer that first question of whether you want to do it with someone else or whether you want to do it solo. But then it's just going to allow you to have so much more drive to continue with it when things aren't going to plan. Because we've definitely been there where, you know, early morning starts with guests or, you know, I think we've recorded on Easter or Christmas. I remember yeah, us like forgetting yeah. multiple times and being like, oh, that's okay. Are you okay with Christmas Day? I'm okay with Christmas Day. And just making commitments, right? Like this is a commitment. You lock it in. It's a partnership. Um, so that's that's definitely something I would encourage anyone to think about if they are wanting to jump and make a podcast. Yeah, as you said, it is a big commitment. So it sounds all fun and games at the start, but then we'll get into, you know, what it actually takes to be consistent and to deliver a well-received podcast. But um, Mm. definitely start with why. And we didn't have super clear reasons, but we knew, hey, we're big on Instagram. We're always active on it. We're always answering questions about certain topics, which can get quite repetitive as well from the from the other end. So how mm. can we deliver information or more information in a different way to people, in more detail? Like we were already noticing that there's only so much you could say on Instagram. This was before Reels. This was probably when videos just started, but it was still mm. mainly you had a photo and then you had a caption. So this was our way of being able to deliver more information to people. And if we got a question in our DMs, we would say, hey, we actually recorded a podcast episode on this. Here it is. Have a listen. Yeah. Bit of a handball. Absolutely. I remember the amount of times I'd get asked a question, I'd be on my story and be like, yeah, no, and then I'd get cut off and I'd be like, damn it. And I'd feel so <laughs> frustrated that I'm like, and like, guys, I hate texting. I hate texting. Um, I would, I'm more likely to send a voice memo than a mm. message back to most people. Um, so I find it incredibly frustrating to use text uh, and typing. And, and How come? I'm just, I'm just a fast-paced person and yeah, I'm, I'm expressive in the way that I like to speak and sometimes I find it just so much easier to articulate what I'm trying to say through talking than typing. I think the majority of people probably feel that way too. Um, yeah, but articulate your it. voice messages are good. Like I love yours because they're concise, 
to the point, you know, but sometimes, <laughs> you know what I don't like? Someone yeah. would send a six-minute voice oh, message. No. Oh, no. And yeah. most of it is, um, well, maybe pauses. I'm like, can you get to the fucking point, mate? I press play. <laughs> like, just, you could have texted that in three words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yours I have a, I have like a, a one minute rule with the team. I'm like, look, as soon as I see anything else in a minute, I'm really stressed out. So just, <laughs> Um, we have some voice memos and if there's anything over a minute, like a minute 20, they're like, Hey, Charlotte, I know this is a long one, but there's a good, okay. All right. I'm I'm into it. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the biggest reasons is like Instagram Mm. is not a platform for a lot of context, right? And whereas podcasting is, you can deliver a lot of context and with topics like health and fitness and training and nutrition, it needs context to be actually applicable. I can't just say the best exercise for everyone because it's going to depend, right? But you can do that on Instagram, but is it actually going to help people? Eh, Maybe, maybe not. So it really depends on your audience and what you're trying to do. But there is a couple of ways that if you're getting or wanting to get into podcasting that I would recommend that you think about. And the first one is that whether you want to monetize it in the future. And this basically means, do you want to earn an income from the podcast? You guys have probably noticed, but we've never run sponsorships or ads um, on the podcast. Everything that we do is completely organic and free. And we literally rely on you guys sharing the podcast and referring people um, for us to stay energized and motivated to come back and do it. So that's really the only, um, I guess, value or commission that we technically get. But if you're wanting to go down um, the monetizing avenue, which a lot of people in podcasting do go down, um, it does have like a different set of, I guess, criteria or or like niching, or there might be more strategy um, that needs to come from the actual podcasting itself. So that's the first point, because I know a lot of people do get into podcasting um, for money, like as a business purpose. I personally yeah. wouldn't. I don't see that as something that I would want to do, but I'm not saying it's wrong. Like if that's what you want to do, then that's Mm. so fine. Um, And then the other thing is just marketing or branding, which is probably something that we do, Danny, as well. Like we use the podcast to market our personal brands, our professional brands, not from a sales perspective, but like, hey, I've spoken about this. This is what I mean in more detail. Here's an hour long sequence on it. If you choose Mm. to listen to it, it's just free additional value um, for what you can provide your community or people, clients, clients, other friends, family, et cetera, or just a hobby or social as well. And that's the last category. Like, and we probably dabbled in that too. I was like, look, I don't really know if anyone's going to listen. It's sort of the way I looked at competing for a lot of it. Like we didn't earn any money from it. Um, We didn't initially like get anything from it. It was more so of a hobby. So this can move and shift. A lot of people might start with a hobby or social, then they might move in and start a business and all of a sudden it's more for branding and marketing. And then maybe in the future, they might choose to monetize it um, as well because monetizing and getting paid for certain things is not wrong or bad. And I really want to emphasize that because for example, a lot of people get on YouTube for that exact reason. If they earn money from creating YouTubes, they can invest in better gear. They can invest in editing. They can invest more time and energy and production to be able to create that content. So it really just depends um, on why you're wanting to get into it, the first thing, and then what you're actually hoping to achieve from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for clarifying those three categories. And you do listen to podcasts and that starts with a little advertising or halfway through and sometimes it'd be like, oh, that's so annoying. But like mm. you can't blame the person because you can actually make really good money doing it. Mm. But you and I have always been a little bit iffy with which companies we take on. I mean, we've had so many reach out and all of that, but we just love keeping this space a little bit 
sales free. Like we mm. just rock up, we have a chat, we have fun. We do our promoting for our individual stuff external to this. And I'm never to say that it might not happen. And we we think poorly of other people who do, but we just haven't felt right about the idea of, of um, advertising products external to what we do for no yeah. reason, just because we have an audience. Um, and I think it also takes the pressure off. Mm. Like if you start a podcast with the idea to make money and then that's almost backwards, you know, you want to start it as a hobby, as for fun, then that becomes your brand and then that's your natural marketing. And then companies see that and then they might reach out for for um, sponsorships or things like that. But to do it the other way, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're putting way too much pressure. And then it also takes a whole nother level of effort with maintaining that relationship with that company. Like mm. what are the expectations both ways? What if you all of a sudden stop using their product, then you slip in another product. So then every podcast has a different product. You lose your authenticity. It's yeah, a lot. There's a lot more into it um, than what is at face value. So it's really important to not just jump at every opportunity, think about it long-term, think about what it actually looks like. Yeah, I completely agree. And I've always thought about it that way too, like even with personal branding, like, you know, you've got to you've got to give, 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 give for years before you ask. And you would never start an Instagram just to make money off it. So I sort of think the same way about a podcast. I think you actually are better off if you start it for the right reasons and you get motivated. And if money comes along, well, great. That's like an incentive. You reinvest it most of the time anyways. And that's just the way that businesses work. So I think the most important thing is, are you running a business or are you running a podcast? Because mm-hmm. they're two different things as well. Because when push, push comes to shove, like you're, your business and the thing that puts food on the table is what's always going to have to come first. So it's just about knowing what your number one is and how you can make sure that podcasting is sustainable around that too. Because as you said, Danny, like as soon as it's a business and as soon as there's money involved, there's pressure, right? There's expectations, there's targets to be met, which is really difficult in podcasting because it is new. So how do you even get that data? How are you making sure both parties are happy? Like there is complexities there. And that's why I said there usually needs to be more structure, um, more strategy, probably contracts. Like there needs to be other things, especially if you're in partnership with someone else too. Like you just need to consider those things because I think a lot of people jump into that sort of stuff without doing any contracts or any legal work or thinking about it, of course, right? But when Mm -hmm. there's money involved, there's emotion involved for other people and every sponsorship that you take on, whether it's on podcasting or other platforms, it's their businesses um, and they are thinking about it in that way. Like they wouldn't be offering whatever they are if they didn't think they were going to get that plus more in return. So always food for thought when it comes to that. But the last thing under, I guess, the start with why um, point is who are you talking to? So understanding like what your niche is or what your audience is. Uh, Obviously, like ours is very much health, fitness and wellness, um, but we've expanded a little bit beyond that, I would say. But every good business service product starts with a very specific niche and then usually broadens from there. Like even if you think about anything, they're usually always start with niche um, and then they can get bigger and bigger from that. But knowing who you're speaking to is going to help you articulate your message more clearly. Um, It's going to help you pick topics. It's going to make you keep relevance in your space and claim that little niche or pocket of people and let them spread the message Um, because no one's going to talk about something that's sort of subpar at the end of the day. Referral is really important for friends and family um, and podcasting. Word of mouth 
mouth is undervalued when it comes to podcasting. Um, mm. So making sure that you know who you're speaking to and who your target audience is. Uh, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself forever. You can expand, but just starting with something niche is what I would think about too. Nailed it. Nailed it. So the next category is set up sustainable systems. Oh, I got the tongue twister as usual and keep it simple. So as I mentioned, or as we spoke about at the start, you know, we overdid it a little bit with the setup. We had fancy lighting um, with globes in them that would sit either side of us. We were on, you know, beautiful couches with a nice backdrop. We had this really high-tech microphone system. But as I said, the lights ended up falling on the ground and smashing. We didn't work out the microphone correctly, so that didn't end up recording. That is not sustainable. We didn't want that to happen every week, did Mm. we? So that could definitely have put us off from the get-go. So we had to be resourceful and say, all right, cool, that didn't work. What's the bare minimum that we can do? So we ended up just sitting on the couch at your house. We ended up having a lapel mic, which, you know, it sounded really good, and just plugging that into the iPhone, uploaded oh. to the platform, and then that was it. But it was so easy, right? It allowed us to stay consistent. I just had flashback memories what of the amount it? of times we'd sit on the cord and pull out of the iPhone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember we had that? to double check that it was, okay, that has oh, happened too, to be honest. Yeah. We've had yep. it all. So, look, I would say we're pretty lucky, Danny. I reckon we spent the first five to ten episodes or zero to ten episodes figuring things out, figuring out our system. Some people never get there and they give up. (laughs) Um, So, really, systems are your processes, your policies, Mm. how you do what you do. Um, And systemizing is something that we speak a lot about, like in the business world, but we systemize everything that we want to continue for a very long period of time, whether it's cooking dinner at the end of the day, you keep the salt above your head, right? Like there's (laughs) these shortcuts that we take to make sure that we can keep things on autopilot and not drain so much of our mental capacity to make something actually happen. So when we think about systems with podcasting, it's going to look very um, different from podcast to podcast, whether you're in partnership, what you're talking about, what you're doing with the content, like all of those things. But it's something at the start where you're going to go through a lot of trial and error, like Mm. coming up with topics, um, marketing the podcast itself, arranging to film with guests or yourself or putting it in your schedule, like those sort of things, making it systemized. Uh, and just an example is like we record the same time every week, um, 9 a.m., and that's our system for getting the actual podcast done. It doesn't usually change, right? It's a meeting time that we have. We then upload it um, to our drive. We get um, someone to sort of edit it and, and post it out to the other platforms and schedule it for the week in advance. And then we have all the social content that follows that for the next two weeks. So there's systems and structures behind what we do, and it doesn't have to start like that but the one that you have to get right is like how are you recording it which is obviously a trial and error that we had right from the start it's like well how do I get my voice from me like onto some sort of microphone onto some <laughs> sort of computer onto some sort of distributor to land on Spotify or the podcast like how does that system happen right like it's pretty straightforward but it's going to look different because I'm sure if I ask someone else how they do it it might look very different too yeah you have to really recognize, hey, I'm doing this step multiple times. It's repetitive. Create a system out of it. Whether it be like external, if you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, create a system. So technically our podcast was a system to ease pressure off Instagram, you know, so in itself. But then we book this in as a non-negotiable. As you said, we've been through everything. Like I moved from Melbourne to Sydney. You moved, I won't say your postcode because you're in the same <laughs> state. I won't say your suburbs, but you moved house as well. Like 
mm. being unwell, having things happen. Like we've always stuck to these podcasts and that's why we haven't had a break. It's been a non-negotiable. We're very organized with our folders. We've got all of the episodes in clearly labeled folders. We've got the notes there as well. We pre-plan our notes um, to an extent. And then we also just really put everything around this. Like it's so easy for people to say, oh, we'll skip it this week. But as you've mentioned before, one week can turn into two and three and four. Then it's on the back burner just like everything else. But you and I have so much fun doing this that it is our non-negotiable every week. It doesn't feel forced and we're just here to have a good time and we've continued on for three years. Yeah, and that's the reason why, honestly, because if things are really hard, like what you said at the start of the episode, if, if there's friction there, um, then things will feel hard. But there's no difference between podcasting here and podcasting like a few years ago besides the online fact. It's just that we've been able to systemize and make it seem easier. And yeah. I always say like one problem shared is half a problem. So whenever we have a problem, like we share it and all of a sudden it's half of daddy's problem too, thank God. She can help me <laughs> fix it, right? Whereas yeah, when I you're on that. your own, you, you're you problem solving all on your own, but then, you know, it's just your problem as well, so you probably created it. Um, but the other thing to think about is when it comes to podcasting, podcast is not really social networking. Like it doesn't have an algorithm um, essentially. This is all going to change. Podcasts going to blow up, by the way, um, so start a podcast. But podcasting yeah. is going to change. Um, it will become a social platform, but it's not at the moment meaning that you need a leverage point to be able to make sure people know about your podcast. So it's also important to think about like how you're going to market the podcast and how people are going to figure out that you've started one. Like where's your audience at the moment? So I know that if I was starting from scratch, I'd be thinking about, well, how can I get my podcast in front of more eyes? Um, Obviously we have Instagram, which is probably where a lot of you guys have come from, but there's so many other platforms you might choose to start like a platform specifically for the podcast and be able to take snippets from that to showcase it and try and use algorithms from other platforms um, to spread the message of the podcast. You might like to repurpose it on YouTube or TikTok or um, Instagram Reels or whatever it might be um, to make sure that it can get out there. I was even driving the other day and I heard on the radio like a podcast ad and I thought that is genius because- What was it? I was just on the radio. like oh, for a, a podcast. Yeah, like they were doing advertisements, so like paid wow. ads for a podcast. And I thought it's really smart because people are in their car listening to the radio and that's where your people are, right? It's like being yeah. a PT advertising on the gym floor. Like you're not going to do it like at a cafe, are you? Like people are training on the gym floor because that's where they train. So mm-hmm. advertising where your people are, um, and obviously we did that through our own platforms to start that ripple effect um, is really important to think about because there's no point creating something that zero people are listening to. Like even though people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like it does at the end of the day. You're not going to stay consistent if you get like your mum listen. Like, cop Colleen. Cheers since day one, the OG. Um, <laughs> but really important because I'm motivated by numbers. We all are. I'm motivated by being like, wow, it's reaching people. It's reaching different countries. Countries. like the content that we make and and the things that we distribute you're always going to be reinforced if you feel like it's getting further yeah it is so nice to have that spotify wrap-up like even though we're on so many different uh platforms like the spotify wrap-up is a really it hits oh, yeah. us in the feels every year not in a sense of like ego but like wow this many people have had our voices in their ears like from all of these countries most probably didn't understand our Aussie slang you know but we've we've tried (laughs) to clean it up for those people because we're like wow there are over 60 countries listening to us like this is amazing so yeah we're not um 
we're not sort of driven by the numbers, but in a sense, it's nice to look on the other end. And you always have to look at your numbers for any business or anything that you're doing. It's great reinforcement for us to stay energized, to continue to show up as well. It's just such a nice feeling. Yeah. And I would also say like on that, like podcasting is a slow burn um, in terms of like building. It's not like, you know, maybe TikTok where you can get like Mm. a million views and then 600 and then like, it's not like that. It's, it's like you build trust and community and people like the message that you're putting out and the way that you communicate and that you get better. And as you, get better it grows it's it's not the other way which is what algorithms do they sort of chop and change based on trends whereas it's a bit different with podcasting so that's why that consistency piece is really important because every now and then when someone shares like you know an episode anywhere between zero and and 20 I cringe I'm like oh god I'd hate to listen to ourselves back then because I'm sure we've improved right and that's just the evolution of you get better at articulating your messages there's a reason why I don't uh don't exaggerate things on on memos anymore because we're being able to work on how we can articulate and get something across very clear and very precisely. Um, sometimes we still go on tangents, of course, but you develop your way of expressing things. And that's why it's a slow burn. And that's why consistency is just the single most important thing um, when it comes to podcasting, because you have to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. And you have to, so carrying on to what you were saying, you know, You have to continually work on your speaking skills. So Mm. get constructive feedback from your co-host if you have one, you know, or yourself. Do that cringeworthy thing. Listen to how you sound. And sometimes we avoid it. Sometimes it comes on in my car bikes and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's us. Like I have a little listen, a little giggle to ourselves. But then... we're not scared to give each other feedback and say, hey, maybe we need to change this or change that or let's rein it in. Our tangents are a bit too wild. We've got to bring it back. But we are always practicing our speaking, you know. We practice giving each other space. I think that's the most important part when there are two of you or more giving each other space to finish talking without interrupting. You know, there's nothing more cringeworthy than being involved in a conversation, whether it be in real life or listening to something where people are just fighting for the floor. It's like, oh, my God, that is not nice to listen to. Be calm, be present, let someone talk. They will finish. (laughs) They should, unless they're one of those people that just talk forever, then you've picked the wrong person. Let them finish, take a breath. And then you start talking and it's Mm. just so nice. Yep, absolutely. And we have definitely had to work on that. I remember at the start we used to say, I'm so much and we just got sick of editing it out. So we were like, okay, (laughs) this has to stop. No more um. Um." (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So you really do learn what your ticks are. They're called ticks and I've been told many of mine. I'm not going to repeat them from Luke, like from 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 a few sources, <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I need to stop saying that. I need to clean that up. Um, I think when you listen to someone for so long, right, you do pick up on the things that they do say a lot. So mm. I'm I love that feedback. I love being told, have you noticed that you do this? Because you don't, right? And that's the best way to improve. Because I care about the performance of everyone around me. So I'm not shy to say, hey, have you noticed that you do this? I just want to see if if you're aware of it. Most of the time they're not. And when we have a growth mindset around it, we appreciate that feedback because not many people give it to you. And that is really difficult. When I ask for feedback and people are like, no, it's all great. I'm like, 
damn, I'm pissed. Like, I'll actually want something. Like, don't give yeah. me constructive criticism for the sake of sake of it. Um, but if there's anything that you feel like we can improve on as well, like we are really open to it. But then on that same note, one thing I do want to mention is you will never please everyone. Like, yes, when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to any sort of content, any sort of information that you put out there. And I've definitely uh, read some feedback before, Danny. I don't know if I've said this to you, but I've definitely read some feedback before where it's like, hey, you guys talk over your guests a little bit. And I don't that believe that. Once, didn't it? That's <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. Look at us I'm shutting like, down that constructive. I don't know. Is that constructive? No. Nah. Um, so that's what I mean. That's what I mean, though. Like you've got to take what's relevant and also leave what's not because I'm like, mm, I I don't think so. And a lot of people, this is where a lot of people go wrong, though, right? They yeah. take on everything from everyone. And if you do that, you look like incompetent with your messages that you put out. Like if you're like, you shouldn't talk about that. I'm like, oh, okay, then I better go, oh, hey, guys, like this might depend on you and blah, 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 and you fluff around and you don't pick a side of the fence. Like if you're opinionated, That's the worst. It's, it's okay to be opinionated. People don't have to agree with your opinion. That's their own um, thing that they can hold a mirror up to and that's fine. But when you absorb that, that's when it impacts your messaging, your personality, um, like how you come across, your confidence, like all of those things. And once they get influenced, you're in the crowd with everyone else and you don't stand yeah. out. So that's what I mean by, yes, if you put yourself out there on any platform and podcasting is incredibly exposing because you don't prep for it. Like I've been on a number of podcasts where I've been asked doozies and I'm like, oh, I hate <laughs> those rapid fire questions at the end. They're oh, like, okay, you've spoken about your field of expertise for 45 minutes. Now I'm going to rapid fire your favorite food and favorite movie. I'm like, that is the most stressful part out of the whole thing for <laughs> yeah. me. I can't do it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But that's why it's incredibly exposing. So you also have to be okay with, you know, making a mistake every now and then. And I'm always on the fence of, you know, we've had these conversations, Daddy. I'm like, nah, we just post it. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. we don't we don't cut stuff out of this. It's it's very organic. And I also don't like listening to podcasts where I can tell that they've taken sections out or cut something out. I'm like, supposed to be organic and and authentic and I feel like if we can't showcase that what's the point of the platform you wouldn't do it if you were picking up the video copy because you'd be able to tell so clearly so being okay uh, with constructive criticism but then also taking what's relevant and leaving what's not and being okay because you're you have self-esteem with your messaging and confidence in those areas being okay with you know deflecting and pushing that back and going actually I'm not going to take that on board Yeah, that's so true. I think the more sure you are of yourself and what your message is, it makes it a lot easier to listen to as well. Like I've had conversations with people in the past where you can tell that they're not that confident and that's fine. We don't always have to show up like a big powerhouse and just dominate every scenario. But like in a professional setting, if someone is, you know, uh, not getting their words out or they're sort of going high pitch or they're fading out and talking really quiet like a little mouse. It's like, wow, you really don't know what the hell you're doing right now. I actually don't feel comfortable mm. taking advice from you. I'm so sorry that you you feel a little bit uncomfortable with having to talk, but it's received so much better if you just go for it, project yourself, show up, you know, um, the, the nature in which you deliver how you talk mm. makes such 
a difference on people listening. You don't, you don't want to, I know you and I have quite Aussie accents and things and, you know, we could really sort of let it go and, and go crazy, but we, we bring ourselves back to a level that people can have a laugh with. It's relaxed. It's not robotic, but it's not super like a larrikin. Um, you just, you just find that tone and that voice that is well received because mm-hmm. yeah, you don't really want to listen to someone that's a little bit soft and unsure. And that just comes with confidence and practice. I'm sure at the start when we were saying, um, every second word, you know, and had to edit it out. That took me like two hours to do different story, but we've just stayed consistent. And like any skill, you just get better, but you can't turn a blind eye to the feedback. Mm. Like it's, that's how you improve, but Take feedback from the right people because we did get some of those comments and then you and I debrief on them and say, hmm, is this actually true or was this a little bit out of context? Yeah. For that example that you used, you know, sometimes we have guests that will just talk for like an hour nonstop about everything. So sometimes we do have to change where the podcast is heading in order in order to get what we want to say out. So maybe things are taken out of context as well. So don't mm. turn a blind eye to advice, but make sure you take it from the right person. Yeah, incredibly important because in any sort of online space, people will give you feedback without asking, whereas that's not normal, right? If you want feedback, usually you've got to be in a state of mind for it and a frame of mind and you ask for the feedback that you want, you're receptive to it. But, you know, in a social world, everyone's like, you suck, this is bad, (laughs) whatever. It's like, (laughs) okay. Uh, But if I got, if we got something that was constructive, like, hey, like I just noticed um, and I'm an active listener, like I feel like a lot of people might listen to one episode or they might see one piece of content and go you're a bitch right I get that it's like okay why are you like this and I'm like if you, if you knew who I was and you actually consumed mm. a lot of my content you would probably be able to know um that that's yeah. not the way I'm, I'm coming across and it's really important like I said you put out your opinionated statements it actually weeds out those people because they unfollow mm. you they get sick of you and you go cool not my audience not my people yes. you refine your niche and you refine your community and I actually think that's healthy because I'm like if people don't like appreciate my respectful opinion because it's I'm always going to deliver things in a tasteful way I'm never going to be malicious or aggressive in the way that I do something if people feel triggered by that it's not my responsibility to control what they're triggered by Uh, and if they choose to unfollow or go elsewhere or not listen I'm okay with that I'm really okay with that and that's what I mean by self-esteem and confidence in your opinions and being okay to stand your ground um, and just let things go not attack not like get into any sort of argument or say, we'll stuff them. Like just choose where you're going to distribute that energy because I would rather put it back into myself to be better, to be able to bank better content, to be able to show up in a different way and work on myself rather than let that energy dwindle in worrying about what 1% of listener audiences or consumers think because they're not your 1%. Yeah, you got to have um, a lighthearted view about that because people are always going to be out there making those comments, making those statements without context. And if you always come from a good place and you know that you're genu- genuinely trying to help people, then you'll never have to worry about your content being received um, by the right people in the wrong way. You know, you're going to have your crew, you're going to have your your people that love what you do because we're genuinely nice people and we will never get out there to do anything bad. So that helps with our confidence. And it's also less exhausting. We show up, we're ourselves here. Mm. You know, if everything was so scripted and robotic and we overthought our messages, it just wouldn't work. It's very tiring putting on a persona. So 
we are blessed that we are able to be ourselves um, because we've spent you know, our whole life trying to just be good people and, and have fun and, and educate. So that allows us to be confident in being ourselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Completely second that. And I think the last point that we wanted to speak about, which is, I guess, an, like an umbrella one for everything that we've spoken about, is just consistency over perfectionism. Uh, and this comes up a lot, right, in the creative space, in like anyone in business, like perfectionism usually actually stops us from taking action. And I've got a really good um, example of a friend at the moment who's wanting to start a podcast and being very perfectionist about it. And I'm, I'm sort of trying to give advice and, and, you know, be a sounding board and offering to interview instead because I know how hard it is on on your own to try and um try and articulate things so I think if I if I could give any advice to anyone is just like zoom out and recognize that this is a different style it's supposed to be like sitting on the couch with Sherelle and Danny it's supposed to be like you know dropping dropping the f-bomb every now and then it's fine like it's supposed to be very organic and very real and you know take me fishing it's exactly the way we're supposed I'll take to your fishing, mate. Take your vision, mate. Um, and I think the reason for this as well is like because everything has come quite video style, I think it, yeah. it heightened that. And even you might remember like at the start, Danny, I used to freeze a little bit on video. I used to be like, I just feel so much more comfortable just like oh doing God, the voice. Yes. Remember though? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have to have my pillow in my lap and sort of set myself oh my up God. properly. And, you know, things just come with time. And I think remember to keep the main thing the main thing. You're trying to start a podcast. You don't have to get your hair and makeup done. You don't have to have all the professional mics and and lighting. And I think that's what happens when people think, I just want the video content from it. They worry so much about the visual production rather than this, like what people are listening to, which is the Mm -hmm. main thing, right? So remember to keep that main thing the main thing. And don't look at like high-level podcasts. Don't even look at us. We've been doing it for three years. You'd hope that we're Don't look at us. Just listen to us. Just listen to us. But, like, don't compare (laughs) yourself to what you see. You know, Andrew Huberman, incredible production. Don't compare yourself to someone like that that probably invests hundreds of thousands of dollars into actually producing that content. But I'll tell you what, sometimes I can't be bothered listening to his stuff. Three hours. I I ain't got time for that. The right information for the right crew. Our crew just want to have a bit of a laugh, you know, not be inundated with science, and that's fine. There's a time and a place. So I love that. Don't look at other people. Like you can learn and take little bits and pieces, but we're never going to replicate the Huberman podcast as much as we love what he does. But, like, that will be so exhausting. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean? And yeah. a business for him as well. He's very open that he's got yeah. a lot of sponsorships. And like I said, that's why it's very different. Um, and I think a lot of people listening to this, and like I said, a lot of people getting into the podcasting space, I would encourage you to have that more hobby mentality around yeah. it, um, trying to be disciplined with it and just giving it a go, like not putting any expectations that are like, oh, I'm going to make 100 episodes, I'm going to be doing this forever, just being like, I'm going to give five episodes a go and see how I find it. I'm yep. going to try and systemize it. I'm going to try and make it feel easy. I'm going to try and have fun with it um i'm going to try and feel like i'm giving value and i'm just going to try and improve myself and i think that's one of my favorite parts about podcasting is like we're always learning we're always working on our communication skills it's just like a a catch-up with us that we get every week um we get to stay relevant in the industry as well and like talk about new nuanced things and trends that are circulating and get thoughts off our um, our mind that we can't mm. express elsewhere. And the other thing that I absolutely love about podcasting is that it's it's an, it's a form of evergreen content, which means that it doesn't really expire. So with things like Instagram and other short form platforms, emails, TikTok, like everything like that, 
it's got an expiry date, meaning that people consume it and then it sort of gets washed away in the sea of other content. Whereas with podcasting, a lot of people use it like SEOs. I definitely do go into it and type something in and try and find a podcast on that topic. Yeah. Um, and it's there forever, similar to YouTube. Like it's there forever and it's always relevant unless we updo episodes, which is what we've done in the past if we've changed mm. our mind on something. But knowing that it has that potential outside, it's actually a smart way to create content too for like your audience and your clients and your friends and family uh, to be able to get your message out broadly and more sustainably. Yeah. So if you guys are on the fence about whether you want to start a podcast or not, just really um, simplify things at the start, you know, find out your reason why you want to do it. Are you just trying to jump on board with what other people are doing or do you really want to start adding value in that way? Do you feel like you're capable? Do you have a co-host that you can work with or would you prefer to work on your own? I think really that starting decision is the most important one. You don't have to know all of the steps and be super organized, but just start. I think yeah. just start or don't because it's a very big commitment as well. Very, very big commitment. So yeah, if you're on the fence, make that decision based on where you're at right now, but then also the future too, because mm. three years later, here we are, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, towards the back end of the year where we are now, you know, you can use this time to really evaluate your situation. And like what we did, we didn't start straight up as much as I wanted to. I was like, this is not the right time to start because there's nothing worse than starting something and not being able to get momentum uh, to keep going. Like we paused for that six to eight week period, got a couple of episodes ahead and then released it and had a bit of a plan around it, even though we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, in hindsight, we didn't make that one decision correct because if we started pre-comp, it would have started and stopped and, yeah. you know, your audience wants to know that you're going to be there every week as a minimum, usually for podcasting. Mm. Um, so starting at the right time, I think is really valuable to really putting pen to paper, deciding who your niche is, who you want to talk to, what topics um, are interesting and not pigeonholing yourself too much because, yeah, I don't, I don't think we could have spoken for like 150 something episodes just about training, right? Like we no. talk about a variety of different things. So I think sustainability and consistency is is really the key thing for what we've spoken about today. Yeah. So hopefully that answers most of your thoughts or questions around the topic. We do love helping people. So if you are still a little bit stuck, feel free to reach out to the podcast mm. page. We um, definitely love helping people to help people. So yeah. don't be shy, but I'm sure this would have covered most of it. Yeah, absolutely. And second that, if you've got any questions, please do swing over to the Level Up podcast page and ask them through there. And again, if you did enjoy this episode and you are thinking about starting a podcast, we would love to hear from you. Uh, so make sure you do take a screenshot and of course, tag us on Instagram. Thanks, everyone.